The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the show, Employment Law Show, ready to go. Lior Samfiru, of course, your co-host, giving you all the information, answering all of your questions, whether it's uh, anything to do with your employment, your job, maybe you're an employer. That's fine. You probably have COVID-19 questions as well, vaccination questions as it pertains to going back to work sometime. When things open up, do I have to get vaccinated? Can they make me get vaccinated? Been getting tons of those questions every weekly, or I know you do. And uh, reaching out through email as well. We'll get to some of those a little later on in the hour. Really, really simple. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And reaching out any other time, one 855 821 5900 so we got a uh, we got a busy day ahead of us for sure pal but we got a lot of stuff to uh, to get through in that regard and we will get to that in just a bit in fact your employment law rights during covid-19 will be the topic in between the phone calls how are you pal what's going on this morning ready to go and talking about employment law of course you can always reach out to me in the office to have a chat privately we'll give you all that contact information a few times throughout the show but I'd like to start with some situations that I saw over the past uh, week I spoke with the lady who up until very recently uh, has been working from home, of course, because of COVID-19. Well, about a week or so ago, her employer said, well, now that you know the numbers are a bit better, the, the spread of the virus is better, we want you back in the office. They're an essential business, so her employer was allowed to do that. Well, this lady has a medical condition, and she spoke to her doctor, and the doctor said, no, nah, I think that for you going back to work physically in the office is too risky. I do not want you to do that. I do not recommend you do that at all. I want you to continue working from home for the time being. She got a doctor's note, exactly as I would have told her to do, and she gave that to her employer. She sent that over to the employer and said, well, employer, I want to continue working remotely per my doctor's uh, recommendation. Employer thought about it for a couple of days and said, well, we can't say yes or no until we know what the medical condition is. We want to be able to assess whether we agree. So go back to your doctor and have your doctor say uh, or tell us what the condition is. That's where she said, well, wait a second. I mean, isn't this a private issue? Do I have to tell you what my condition is? I don't want to spread that. You know, it's a personal, private thing. So instead of doing that, she called me. And her question was very simple. Do I have to tell my employer what my condition is so that I can continue working from home? Well, hopefully our regular listeners are shaking their head now because they know the answer to that question is no. Absolutely not. She does not have to tell her employer what her medical condition is. It doesn't matter. What matters is whether or not her doctor says she needs accommodation, whether or not the doctor says there is a condition, whether it's because she has a heart issue or diabetes or asthma, it doesn't matter. It's not relevant. The employer can't say, well, we don't agree. It's not up to the employer to do that. So the employer cannot ask questions about her diagnosis, cannot do that. So what are we going to do with this? Well, I told her exactly how to respond. And if they push back, I'm going to get involved on her behalf. But of course, I wanted to remind everyone uh, that that may have a medical condition, you do have a right to your privacy. You do have a right to keep that information close to the chest, so to speak. So you don't have to tell your employer what is that condition. Your employer has to accommodate you. If you have a doctor's note, maybe it is working remotely. Maybe it's allowing you flexibility in terms of your hours or giving you modified duties. If your employer won't, they don't agree, they don't believe you, call me because that's not legal. 
And continuing on here, your next matter that uh, you were thinking of this week, pal, what is it? So I've been getting uh, lots of calls from uh, from parents that have uh, young children with respect to child care. So I'm not even talking about school-age children. I'm talking about younger children that normally would be some in, in a daycare or, you know, with a nanny. Uh, and a lot of these individuals are facing problems now finding child care. For their kids and and are not able to work because they have to be home with their with their child, and I've received a questions a few questions this week about employers not necessarily being particularly helpful to employee uh, to employees who have child care issues that cannot find child care for their young child. So I wanted to chat just briefly about that and remind everyone, employees and employers, what is the obligations here. Well, generally speaking, an employee does have to make arrangements for childcare to be able to go back to work. An employee can't say, well, I've just decided I'm not going to look for childcare. I'm going to watch my child and employer, you have to live with that. No, that's not appropriate. An employee that has a job that, uh, that they're expected to do does have to make efforts to find childcare. But despite efforts, that's not always going to be possible. In many cases, especially these days, childcare may be more difficult to find. So in the situation where you don't find childcare and you have to stay at home and care for your child, your employer has to accommodate you. We call this the duty to accommodate based on family status. The idea being that your employer has to give you that flexibility either to work from home, to give you different hours, even to give you time off if you need it so that you can care for your child. That is a legal obligation. The employer cannot say that's your problem. If you try to find childcare and your employer, uh, and you couldn't find childcare, your employer has to step in and provide that accommodation. Now, your employer can ask you, tell me what you've done to find childcare. I want to make sure that you, you, you haven't avoided finding childcare. But beyond that, an employer does have to accommodate. If you find yourself in a situation where you don't have childcare and your employer won't cooperate, is threatening you, is giving you ultimatums, is uh, you know has let you go, if any of those things happen, by now I hope you know what to do. You email me, you pick up the phone, you call me. Let's talk about that. That is that duty to accommodate is a very important legal obligation on employers. Yeah, both these things you've just mentioned off the uh, top of the show are going to become even more relevant, uh, I, I would assume, with the next few months of people heading back to work. Maybe some people think, oh, I'm going to be working from home forever. And their employer might turn around and say, yeah, you know what? It, it was good while it lasted, and maybe we'll do some sort of hybrid situation, but uh, we're going to have to pull you back in the office. This is something we talked about as well on past shows. That a lot of people, they, they they maybe not early on during the pandemic and the work-from-home orders, but maybe halfway through, they said, you know what? Let's get out of here and move up to uh, you know halfway to Sudbury. I have an internet connection, and I can work out there, no problem. What happens to them if the employer says, "Yeah, it's uh, you know it, it's been swell, but the swelling has gone down. Now I need you back in the office." <laughs> can they say, "Well, I, I'm I'm working up here now. I thought it was okay." Yeah, and I th- I do think you're absolutely right. And in, in the next few months, as things hopefully normalize to to pre-COVID uh, uh, situations. Uh, I, I think a lot of employees may be surprised that their employer is telling them now, come back to work. Well, wait a second. Yeah. I've been working at home for the last year and a half. Now you tell me I have to go back to work. Unfortunately, an employer can do that. You know, if an employer made space, special arrangements for employees because of COVID, because they didn't want to put people at risk, sure, that, that's, that's fine. That's understandable, even uh, encouraged. But once COVID is behind us, an employer can expect things to go back to the way they were before COVID. 
including going back to work, either full-time, part-time. So do not assume, unfortunately, that just because you've been working from home for the last year plus, that the employer is going to allow you to continue that indefinitely. If you're, if you're going to make life decisions like moving on that basis, you should speak to your employer first. Ask them. Once COVID is behind us, can I continue working from home? What are the plans? Don't move, leave the city, leave the, the province, assuming yeah. that you're going to be able to continue working remotely. You may find yourself being called back to work, and if you can't go back, that's a resignation. So, And by the same token, by the way, if you've been working from home up until now because it's COVID, but you want to go back to work, and your employer says, well, it's COVID is over. We've decided we're going to keep you at home. After COVID, well, actually, the employer doesn't have a right to do that. If after COVID, your employer says, stay at home and you don't want to, you may be able to consider that a constructive dismissal. Both employee and employer can expect to go back to pre-COVID arrangements once COVID is not really a factor. So you can't necessarily be forced to continue working from home, and you also can't force your employer to allow you to continue working from home once COVID is over and email, which we uh, tell you to keep with you at all times, especially moving forward. You're going to want to help at employmentlawyer.ca and simply employmentlawyer.ca, the website. While you're there, lots of information and links to our long-running TV show as well. We'll take a short uh, short break. Get back to it. You're getting right back at it. Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Yeah, it sure is good to have you along for the uh, show. Employment matters of any nature. Bring it on. Uh, the questions are endless. I mean, you must you must sit in your office and want to do and need to do other things, but you must be answering emails and phone calls, <laughs> especially now with people heading back to work, etc. And as we mentioned in the first uh first segment possibly leaving the uh, the homestead and going back to work somewhere in the office so and we're going to get to a ton of those uh, this morning again your emails are simple as well help at employmentlawyer.ca but rebecca thanks for uh, taking some time how are you i'm good thank you and yourself excellent what's uh, what's on your mind uh well i've been kind of struggling with uh, the aspect that an employer of mine um i work for fred astaire canada and uh, I was an employee, I still am technically, but I found out while on mat leave during COVID that they wrote on my ROE that I quit. I didn't. I actually have an email stating just because my partner, my fiance quit, doesn't mean I did. I'm just simply on mat leave. Did you contact them and ask them or tell them uh, what's going on? I've been trying to. And? And they don't care. <laughs> Uh, the other layers of it is the president of the company and my manager are heavily involved within mental, mental, physical, and sexual abuse to myself and other people. Okay. Well, let's then put it this way. Obviously, if you go on a maternity leave, if that's what it is, if you don't say, that's it, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm not coming back, then they can't consider you to have quit. And by doing that... Not only is that a termination of your employment, that's a human rights violation, that's a violation of the Employment Standards Act. You name the wrong, it is wrong. 
So, mm-hmm. so right off the bat, we have that. The other thing that you just mentioned, obviously, is is a whole different situation, which you know I I, I don't want us to get into on the air. Uh, we can have a chat about that privately. So let's do that, uh, Rebecca. What I want you to do is off air, call or email me. Let's set up a time to to sit down and have a chat. We could do that on the phone. We could do it on Zoom. We could do whatever we decide, and yeah. uh, I'll help you get this resolved. Obviously, this. You know, especially if there's other allegations, human rights allegations, we need to really delve into this. Uh, that you know, we can't just uh, uh, do a ten minute, a ten second conversation on air. No, of course, like there's no HR department, right? The person doing the abuse is HR. So, <laughs> yeah. So I would appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. Thanks, Rebecca. Appreciate your time. And I'll give you the uh, the contact again to uh, to keep with you. To reach out, no problem. One eight five five eight. Two one fifty nine hundred. Just that simple. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Anytime you want to go there as well. Biggest issue these days, you know, employers, you know, asking employees to be vaccinated or telling an employee to go get vaccinated. We've heard about this on the news, and uh, some people are saying, "Oh yeah, no, they can. Oh no, they can't. Oh yes, they can." How do, how does this basically? How does this boiling down as far as this whole topic is concerned? Because it's there's a lot of chatter about it now, right? There is, and you know, you can hear a lot of stories in the news about south of the border. Employers are saying, "No, you got to get vaccinated, or else you don't work here." Uh, lots of stories like that, and it's easy to assume that well, if they're doing that south of the border, they can do that here. So let's talk a bit about that. First of all, here's the thing: this issue, this is a new issue. You know, these idea of mandatory vaccinations. So we don't yet have any court decisions or or human rights tribunal decisions on it. So we don't know for a fact what a court will or will not do when it comes to these issues. But I'm not going to sit on the fence. I'm going to tell you exactly my views on this and views that I believe absolutely to be correct. And that is the fact that an employer cannot mandate, cannot require that an employee have a vaccine, except in a few circumstances which I'll talk about. So generally, an employer cannot tell you that unless you have a vaccine, you can't work, or unless you have a vaccine, you're fired, or you have to be on a, on a leave of absence, none of that. If you're allowed by the government, by public health authorities, to work despite not being vaccinated, then your employer cannot make up its own rules. Your employer cannot say, well, I know that there's no restriction from the government, but I've decided that you're going to not work unless you're vaccinated. Doing that potentially breach of privacy rights, potentially human rights violation as well, not legal. Now, it would be different if the government came in and said, well, you can't have people that have not been vaccinated working. Then the employer would have to comply with that. But the employer can't take the law in its own hands and make up the rules. The exception may be in situations where we're dealing with very, very dangerous or safety-sensitive positions. I'm talking hospitals, where you're dealing with very vulnerable people or elderly care, where, again, there's a huge risk. And the the risk of someone working there that can transmit the virus uh, is much higher than in the general workplace, in the general population. So if you're in a hospital and elderly care, yeah, your employer may have more flexibility to require you to have a vaccine. For most other workplaces, no. And, and that doesn't mean that employers are not trying to do that, John. I spoke last week with the gentleman. Uh, he and his colleague both called me and they said that the employer said that unless I have a vaccine done by June the 1st, I'm out of here. 
Mm. And I told them, no, that's not legal. They can't do that. That would be a wrongful dismissal, human rights violation, you name it. So, you know, I'm not encouraging people not to be vaccinated. In fact, I am encouraging people to get vaccinated. I've been vaccinated myself. But ultimately, from an employment law standpoint, your employer cannot require you to get a vaccine. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of questions. Uh, in fact, I don't think they're going to stop for some time at your office with people about this topic in that regard. And the one I, I'm thinking of right away, and I think we discussed on the TV show recently, was, you know, I, I run a restaurant and my servers need to be vaccinated because it's in and out. There's close contact constantly with people at tables. And it just by its, it, by the nature of a restaurant, you're not wearing a mask because you've got to eat and drink. So can I make my servers get vaccinated? Because they, they seem a little closer than somebody, you know, working on a construction site, for instance. Well, here's what I would say. And, I, and I've been getting that exact question quite a few times yeah. is if health authority says that, no, there's no requirement that servers be vaccinated that it's otherwise safe to have servers continue working even though they haven't been vaccinated, as long as masks are worn, etc., then the employer can't decide that it's unsafe. Keep in mind that for the last year and two months, there's been long stretches when many restaurants have been open and servers were working and obviously no one was vaccinated and people were wearing masks, etc., or the servers were wearing masks. So that can continue. Unless the government comes in and says, in these jobs or in these industries, too risky, can't do it, got to be vaccinated if you're going to work. If they come in and do that, then absolutely, the employer can can follow those directions. But if it's otherwise safe, an employer can't decide for itself that, no, no, I'm uncomfortable. The idea that an employer does that, again, it could be a human rights violation right there. So we have laws we have to comply with. Despite the idea that it's common sense, well, we, we, it's better, it's more protected if someone is vaccinated. Despite that, you have to ultimately go back to the government. So you have the, the government can't pass the buck onto the employers. The government at some point is going to have to step up and say, here are the rules. Do we have different rules for employees that have been vaccinated? Do we have the same rules, whether it's with respect to working or travel? If and when the government does that, an employer can follow suit. Until then, an employer cannot make up its rules. Let's continue using the uh, the hospitality industry example. So both you know servers or people working for the employer or the employer themselves are hearing this going, okay, so what, what do I have to do to keep employees safe if I can't demand vaccination? How does that work? Well, then we go back to, to public health. What does public health say have to do? Do you have to do social distancing? Do you have to uh, limit number of people? And by the way, public health is not saying that you know, it, if you have everyone vaccinated, you're at a hundred percent. If you don't, it's twenty-five percent. They're not saying that. The same rules right. apply. If, if public health said that, okay, you you can be at a hundred percent capacity at your restaurant if everyone's been vaccinated. Otherwise, you have to be at fifty percent. An employer can say, well, wait a second, I don't want to be at fifty percent. That would be fair. But unless there's different rules like that, no. Uh, the employer has to do what public health says, social distancing, limiting number of people, wearing masks, whatever those guidelines are, and, and they change and they evolve and they'll continue changing. But that's what the employer has to do uh, until and unless something changes from the government or the public health, whether it's federal government, provincial, even municipal government, an employer cannot just decide on its own who's safe, who's not.
You use the word safe right there, so I want to talk about that. So what if your job cannot be done from home? There's there's numerous examples for as a matter of fact, but you're 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 scared to go into work because maybe you have been vaccinated or maybe your colleagues are, are not anti vaxxers, but they're just like, eh, you know what, maybe, kinda sorta, I'll get around to it if I need to travel. We've heard that one before. So what do you do in that case? That's a very good question. And here's how this works, and a lot of people may be surprised by that is you know, a lot of individuals may not want to go back to work, uh, you know, in, in the coming weeks, perhaps when limitations are uh, lifted. But bottom line is, if you can go back to work, if if public health says that yes, you're able to go back to work, your employer is doing what it's supposed to, you do have to go back to work. If you decide not to because you're still feeling unsafe, that may be considered by your employer to be a resignation. So if your employer is following what the guidelines are social distancing, masks, etc., you you may still feel unsafe. I understand exactly why you would, but despite that, you can't decide not to go to work or, or risk losing your job. Now, the exception to that, I touched on this at the beginning of the show, may be where you have a doctor's note. Maybe you have a medical condition that puts you at, at much more risk if you speak to your doctor and your doctor feels you shouldn't be uh, working, Get your doc- that doctor's note, and then, yes, you can be off still. If you can do your job remotely, you can do it that way. Otherwise, you can go on, on a medical leave. Uh, you, there's various benefits that may be available to you. But that has to come from a doctor. You can't decide that on your own. An employee that says, well, I, I'm not comfortable you know, traveling to work, t- taking public transportation, so I'm just going to stay home, that may be considered by the employer as a resignation. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I hear a lot of employers, I know my wife's case, are already the employees are already saying, you know, get set, guys. Just, you know, you, you might want to bust out your lunchbox and dust off the car keys because come September or, you know, late August, whatever, you know, they haven't got final word yet. But just be prepared. Be at the starting line because it looks like you're going to be either in a hybrid situation or coming back to work full time. So I think a lot of employers are getting wise to that and they're, they're looking forward to, as you say, when restrictions are either lifted or eased. And employees need to uh, to get set, you know, uh, you know, learn how to put on pants with the dress shirt again because it's not going to be Zoom forever. And I think they're going to eventually be back into the into the workplace, so it's pretty wise for them to uh, to get set for that as well. Short break right here. Got a uh, phone uh, phone call coming up. We're going to get to that. The email address, by the way, help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll get to more Employment Law Show right here, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Any time to reach out through email. Frank, thanks so much for hanging on for a moment. Uh, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Beautiful. What's on your mind? I have a temp agency, and I, I have some people working on a factory. Uh, uh, two weeks ago, uh, apparently there was a, a COVID case, and uh, they shut down for a week to sanitize and clean it up, and then everybody was asked to go back to work. Uh, I have this particular individual. I pay him as a subcontractor because uh, that's the way he wants it, and uh, he he called me saying that uh, he's not feeling um, comfortable, going, comfortable going back to work. Now, my problem is the the company that um, give us the work has requested that uh, we we need to get a replacement. Is there any problem if I do get somebody else in there 
And, you know, whenever this gentleman that is not comfortable, uh, I'll tell him, I'm sorry, but the job has been filled. What is my obligation here? So here's what you do. Uh, you would first tell him that, uh, listen, we, we, we're doing everything we're supposed to do to keep the workplace safe. We, we've done everything in, in accordance with our requirements, so the workplace is safe. So we expect you to be back to work by Monday, whatever. And if you're not, we're going to have to consider you to have resigned. And one of two things will happen. Either he comes back to work or he's resigned. If you're doing what you're supposed to do in your factory, if you're following the, all the requirements uh, in terms of sanitation, distancing, masks, then he has to unless he has a doctor's note. So if he's resigned, you can go ahead and do what you need to replace him. And unfortunately, he's out of a job. But you have to make sure that he understands that that's what's going to happen and that he also understands that you're not taking safety lightly that you are taking it seriously and that you've taken the necessary precautions to ensure everyone is safe. Make sense? Basically, that, was a, that was the conversation. The conversation was um, everybody else is going back. I, they, they guarantee me that everything gets safe and everything gets uh, you know, taken to measure and that they need you to go back to work. If, if not, I, they need me to replace you. Right. And he says, uh, it's it's okay with me. I understand the consequences. So go ahead and do what you need to do. But now, you want it in writing. You want this in. in you want Frank. You right. you no, want this no, in writing, right? So that there's no question. An email works. Even a text message works. You know, it's safe. We need you to come back. And if you're not back on Monday, we're gonna or whatever, we're gonna consider you to have resigned. So you don't want him to to say later on. You never told me. I thought it was fine. You told me that I can stay off as long as I want, right? You don't want that situation. So as long as it's in writing, you can go ahead and do it. It is in a text message. Yes, I have it. Perfect. Okay. Then then you know what to do now. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. You need to reach out any further to Lior and the team. Here is the here's the number, 1-855-821-5900. Also, anytime, go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Fantastic website, free, anonymous, tons of employment law information there as well. And we like to mention that uh, rolled into pocketemploymentlawyer.ca website is the severance pay calculator, which is uh, pretty cool to check out, uh, even if you're not looking at a severance offer, just uh, for your own peace of mind, what you would be owed if it ever came to uh, to fruition that uh, you were uh, you were let go and uh, you wanted to know what you wrote as far as severance is concerned. A lot, of, uh, a lot of talk, in fact, we should be hearing soon about the whole going back to school thing for the kids. Are they going to do it? Are they just going to pull the plug on the rest of the year? There's basically a month left, so I think... Parents at this point are kind of like, ah, I don't know, whatever happens, happens. But a lot of parents are concerned about schools staying closed for the remainder of the year and having to stay home with their kids still as they uh, get into summer holidays. Are employees able to stay at home if the kids are not going back to school like they have been? I can't see that changing, right? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it certainly, you know, right now it's looking, given the fact that we're close to the end of the school year, that employers – uh, or sorry, that the, the children may stay at home at school uh, from school and continue remote learning. So in a situation where you have a child, a school-age child that is at home, you actually do have a right to stay with that child, even if it's an older child, by the way. You may have a 17-year-old who, you know, let's face it, can take care of themselves. They doesn't need mommy and daddy home. But legally speaking, even in that situation, you are allowed to stay home. You are allowed to have a leave of absence from work. It's a, a job-protected leave of absence, wow. meaning 
your job has to be there waiting for you uh and that that is that is the case it's your decision at that point there's no discretion for the employer the employer can't question your decision making now keep in mind once school is over okay so let's say end of june school's over school year's done at that point you do have to go back to work unless of course you can't going back to what i said before you have a very young child and you can't find childcare for them then the employer may have to accommodate you but for now, while school is off uh, and, and it's all remote learning, you can be home with your child if you decide, and your your employer has to keep your job for you as long as that as long as that's necessary. How about that in between category? Say uh, the Monday, the government says, "Okay, we're going to open schools in the next week." So you've got a three-week uh, span of time where your kids will be going back to school. We'll just assume it's the province; it's not regional. Let's just say that for. Uh, for argument's sake, and you know, okay, so the next three weeks, the kids are going to be back in class learning, but parents are going to go, you know what, I'm not going to bother for three weeks, uh, I'm just going to keep them home. At that point, because they have the availability to send them back to school, can your employer say, no, no, they can go back, it's safe for them to go back, you need to send them back and get back into work. Can they do that, your employer? Yeah, and at that point, your employer can require you to go back. If, okay. if schools are open and it is available to you, then your employer can absolutely expect you to come back to work if you have that option to send them to school. Uh, and if you choose not to, again, we're back in a situation where the employer may be able to say, well, wait a second, that's a resignation. You didn't come to work Monday, you didn't come to work Tuesday. If you're not back at work Wednesday, that's a resignation. So, so employees have to make that decision. You may be risking your job if you don't go to work once your kids, if your kids are back physically at school. 416-870-6400 is the number to call through. you still got lots of time. Um, okay, so you're heading back to work now. It's, it's, it's safe or you're assuming it's safe. What if the company does not take proper COVID safety precautions? Can the employee say something about it? Can they do something about it? Absolutely. In fact, I would go a step further and the employee must do something right. about it. An employer has to keep the workplace safe. That's true always. Even before COVID, an employer has to take all available, reasonable, necessary safety precautions. But of course, that's that much more important during COVID-19. An employer has to follow all guidelines to keep the workplace safe. And, you know, they don't sure what that is. They have to consult with the public health uh, figures. And an employee that, or an employer that doesn't do that, then they're breaching the law. It's, it's illegal to have someone employed if it's not safe. So if you're an employee and you don't feel your workplace is safe, they're not making sure people are wearing masks, they're not socially distancing, you can refuse work, number one. You absolutely can say, I'm not going to work in that situation. You can ask questions about uh, what your employer is doing, to have your employer tell you what it's doing. Uh, if your employer still puts you at risk, that could be a constructive dismissal as well. So you have all kinds of rights in a situation where the workplace is not safe. The key from my perspective is don't work if it's not safe. Don't put yourself and others at risk. Don't risk spreading the virus, getting the virus. So if it's not safe or if you're not sure, ask the questions. Happy to chat with anyone that feels that the workplace is unsafe. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll take a short break. Get back to it. Employment Law Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Love talking to our listeners. They always got, uh, got great questions. Mark, thanks for hanging on. Good morning.
Hey, Mark. Oh, Mark is gone. All right, maybe Mark will call back. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. So we're talking about going back to work and, uh, you know, COVID-19, and this is just a just a big ball of confusion, right? Can an employee be temporarily laid off because of COVID-19? Again, a question you've had for the last, well, months, lots of months, right? And, and, you know, if you haven't heard the show before, you may be thinking, what a silly question. Thousands and thousands of people have been laid off, so obviously that that's fine to do. No, it's not. And you're absolutely right. There have been thousands and thousands of people across the province, across the country, that have been put on a temporary layoff or an a dis- uh, infectious disease leave because of COVID-19. And there's the assumption that they can do that. No, an employer still does not have a right to put you on a temporary layoff, even if it's because of COVID-19. And this is not just me saying that. That's our courts here in Ontario also saying that. So if you've been put on a temporary layoff, because it's not something an employer is allowed to do, it gives you the right as an employee to look at that, to consider that layoff to be a termination of employment. So if you've been put on a temporary layoff, despite the fact that an employer doesn't have a right to do it, you can accept it if you want. Obviously, you can stay at home and, and see what happens. Obviously, that is your right. But is that there's that second right. And that second right is to say, no, I'm not accepting this. I'm not cool with this. I'm going to look at that as a termination of my employment. Now, employer, you have to pay me my severance. Of course, remember, severance can be as much as 24 months pay. So that is a very important thing for everyone to remember. You're not just in there waiting for the employer. You don't have to wait and see what the employer does. You can decide. You can make the decision for yourself. Do I wait or do I not? Am I terminated or am I not? If you want to get your severance, if you want to consider the layoff as being inappropriate, you can do that. You'll have to give me a call because we'll need to deal with your employer to make that happen. But you absolutely have that right. An employer, even with COVID-19, in a non-union environment, does not have the right to put you on a temporary layoff. Well, that, that leads us right into our, our next question. And, and how has or has severance been impacted by the pandemic? Well, severance, of course, is a very important thing. And the, the reason why you get severance is not to punish your employer that lets you go. It's to help you while you're looking for another job. It's to help you during that transition period. Well, if you think about that, right now, that transition period between jobs may be longer. It may be uh, harder to find another job. It may take you a longer time. There's less jobs right now. There's more people looking for jobs. So that transition period may be longer. Because of that, that means you're actually owed even more severance now during COVID-19 than you were before COVID-19. Because you're, you're not going to expect to find a job as quickly now as you would have, let's say, a year and a half ago, that severance has to account for that and pay you more. So someone that could have been owed 10-month severance could be owed 12-month severance. Instead of 15, it could be 18 months. You get the idea. So not only has severance not decreased because of COVID-19, if anything, it has increased. So even more important than ever, if you lost your job, if you're owed severance, to get advice, to give me a call so that we can make sure that you get everything you're legally owed. By the way, that anytime the show's uh, not on air, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. We'll get a get a call in here. Still got uh, still got quite a bit of time. Cynthia, good morning. How are you? Hi there. Hello. Hi, Cynthia. Go ahead. Yes. 
I have a friend that um, I'm just I just want to get some information for her. Mm-hmm. She, she has been working for a company for for 45 years and three months. And um, she didn't get any severance pay. So I want to know if she's entitled. And she was she was off sick since August because she had to do an operation. So with all that, but she would have to give you the information because I'm just giving you a brief what I know. Mm-hmm. She asked me to really call for her. So um, how what would be our best best option? So, Cynthia, has she been let go from her job? She uh, she was uh, um, since January. That was when um, her retirement, I believe, something like that. But she was so severance is paid. So, so let me let me just explain so you can explain to her. And I'm always happy to speak to her as well. Uh, okay. Severance is paid if an employer lets an employee go. So, if she retired voluntarily then severance is not owed. Or if she is on a medical leave right now, waiting to come back to work when she's cleared, then severance is not owed. But if her employer said, we've decided that you're not coming back to work or we've decided that we're going to let you go, then they have to pay your severance and that could easily be two years pay. But it's only in a situation where her employer has decided that she's not working, not if she's decided that she's not working. Does that make sense? Yeah. She, no, well, she'd have to, because what happened, they had called her to clear out her locker because she was off, she did a foot operation and she was off work for that time and her, her sick pay, her, her sick time um, run out and that was it. But she haven't received anything. So she, we want to know if she's entitled to get severance pay for the 45 years that she have been there. If if she were expected to be able to go back to work and her employer decided that she's not going back, then absolutely yes, and she has to give me a call as soon as possible. So, But it's only in a situation where her employer made the decision that she's not going to be working anymore. Okay, so if the employer make the, the decision, then she won't get any severance. She's not it, No, that. if the employer made the decision, then she will get severance if the employer made the decision. Okay. 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 So what I, what I'll, what I'll do, um, I'll tell her to give you a call and the number is 416-870-6400. No, I'll give it to you right now, Cynthia, if you just hang on, that's the number you've called now, but the call a number to reach Lior any other time, which your friend definitely should do to clear this up is one 821 5900 I'll give it to you again. one 821 5,900 is the way to call through. We've got to wrap it up here in a minute. But, man, if that if that boils down to being what she suspects or what you suspect might be the case, yeah, 45 years, yeah, there's a bit of severance owed there, I would imagine. Yeah. There's not too many people that have worked for that long. That is yeah. an absolutely uh, impressive amount of time. And, you know, 24 months usually is the maximum amount of severance that someone gets. In some situations, like working for 45 uh, years, that could go up to as much as 30 months. So definitely important to, to give a call in that situation. Entitlements could be huge, uh, for lack of a better term, just huge.
Yeah, you know, we always say it's so important to uh, to call the show, and even if it takes a couple minutes to, to get some clarity, imagine if they said, oh, no, you don't get severance, you you know, they, they've let you go, but, uh, you know, maybe you're you're past the age of 65 or you work too long or whatever, whatever. An employer could say several things, and she could be passing up and walking away from 30 months of severance. It's really an incredible, uh, incredible number. So so do reach out, Cynthia, and you as well if you have any questions as we're wrapping up for the morning. one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Just employmentlawyer.ca. If you want to watch episodes of our TV show and the website you use anytime, it's right there. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time during the week. Employment Law Show, Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.